Life is too short for bad alcohol and crappy people. Shake and welcome back to All In. I'm your host, Rick Jordan, and today we're going to be talking about some good ways to be you and not let other people minimize you and some things about abuse and really tapping into who you are. And I'm excited because my guest is just amazing. Before we dive into this today, I want to ask you to share this with at least three people because I know a lot are struggling with this topic and we don't promote, we don't take sponsors. The only way we grow and impact more people because now we're top 20 in several countries, which is freaking awesome in entrepreneurship. And today, this episode is for everybody because my guest is the co-creator of Access Consciousness, one of the largest personal development companies in 176 countries, founder of International Being You Day, which is May 22nd, you know, that's in a few months, and author of Body Whispering, a new way of being, seeing, and hearing, and on top of that, he makes a damn good margarita. Dane here, welcome to the show. Oh, Rick, thanks for having me. I love it. You know, I love that little tidbit about the good margarita. Doesn't a good margarita start with the good tequila? What do you usually use? Oh, I actually uh, either Don Julio Reposado or uh, Clase Azul Reposado. Oh, you're going all the way up to um, Clase Azul. Yeah. Yeah. And most people are like, don't put that in a margarita. I'm like, wait till you try it. So good. <laughs> no joke. So My good. Gosh. So the Reposado, you t- you're not talking the 1942, right? You're just talking like the 50-ish dollar bottle. But then you yeah, jump all exactly. the way up to the class of Azul for your top shelf. That's incredible. Yes. Dude, I love And you know, it's wonderful because people drink it and they're like, oh, there's nothing in it until after three of them and yeah. they can't feel their lips anymore. So <laughs> no joke. <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm a big fan of tequila too. Everyone on the show knows that I'm a big fan of scotch, but I also get into sipping tequilas. And Clase yes. Azul, the Reposado, is one of my favorites. Uh, a couple of weeks ago in an event, I was celebrating with my team and we had the Clase Azul Ultra in Yeho. You know, it's oh, like a yes. $4,000 bottle. And that yes. sucker is just amazing, man. It was just like, uh, it's not even butter, it's more like honey. You know, going down is just Truly. incredible. Yeah. I've had a bottle and uh, may I, and I think I do literally mean a bottle and uh, it has, yep, I'm with you. One of the best. Right on. And I know this isn't what this show is about, but I like these little tangents too, because it's those types of things. And it, and it ties back to a life lesson I've learned, you know, is that cheap alcohol is nothing good for life because life is too short to have bad alcohol. Yeah. True story. <laughs> right uh, on. That. Life is too short for bad alcohol and crappy people. Bingo. I love that for sure, dude. So today we're going to talk about some really thing, really cool things that I know hit home for me, you know, because I've done a lot of self-development work and I can't wait to hear your take on a lot of these things because I love seeing people break out of their shells, man. I love seeing people get to the point to where they're saying enough is enough. I'm not going to please the people around me. I'm just going to be me and the right people will go away in my life and the right people will come into my life. Yeah. So how does that tie into what you're doing with access consciousness and dude, your book, you know, body whispering. I'm excited, dude. Cool. Well that, you know, that's also my point of view is it's like a lot of people will not make a change or, or choose what actually works because they're afraid of the people that they might lose. They never look at the people they might gain. 
And similar, they, they're afraid of the, the things they might lose, not the things they could gain. Ooh. And so it keeps a lot of people stuck, you know. And so the thing is, anytime we function from judgment of anytime we function from judgment, we're functioning from something that's less than what we could choose. And, you know, I do this work called access consciousness, and we actually have a definition of consciousness, which is where everything exists and nothing is judged. And it's when we can get out of the judgment of self first that we start to actually see all kinds of possibilities we never saw before. And we stop holding ourselves back and it gets easier, a lot easier and a lot more fun to move forward. That's incredible. There's, uh, we've talked about mindset shifts a lot on the show, but there's something that you said that none of my guests in 200 episodes have ever said in what you just really? talked about. Yeah, because I mean, we've talked about, right, the people that you might lose and then you're like hey fo focus on the ones you might gain but you went further than that man you said something around things the things you might lose versus the things you might gain you know can you dive into that a little more because people are a little bit more tangible right but are you talking like things in your environment like a, like a house like a specific job or something like that that you could lose or could gain yeah all of that and i i think one of the easiest things to look at is a job because what we do is we tend to we tend to look at something from the place of this is the only source where I can get this and I, you know I may not like my job I may not really be happy going there but at least it pays the bills you know I may hate my life every moment I'm there but at least it pays the bills and so they're looking at the the sort of base need that can be fulfilled rather than what are the possibilities I've never considered? You know, and one question I suggest that people ask is, what else is possible here that I've never considered? Because if anytime you come up with a decision, a judgment or a conclusion about something, like I need this job to survive or, or this is the best I can get, that's all you can see because your point of view creates your reality. And so when you ask a question, something else can then open up. You know, a question is basically the, this secret doorway to, to the universe providing all kinds of other things. And it goes directly contrary to what we've all been taught because we've all been taught get the right answer and everything will work, except there are a lot of us who have a lot of answers and things are not working the way we know they could and should. So we gotta be willing to ask a question which allows a different possibility, a different doorway to open up. Man, I, I just posted, I do these thoughts of the day typically on Instagram, and this was maybe last week sometime, but I, I was in the middle of a call with somebody, and you know how like good shit just comes out of your mouth every now and then, just on the uh -huh. fly? <laughs> but it, I wrote it down after I got like, man, that was good, I gotta post that, you know? But it was along these lines that, you know, when I started asking the questions is when the right people showed up in my life. That. You know, it wasn't the answers, that. dude, because it, dude, you're right. I mean, look at freaking Instagram, look at anything. There's coaches and, and experts in air quotes for those who are just listening on audio you know, that are all around in plethora that keep giving you all the answers, right? So l let's approach it from this today. You got me excited, Dane. This is awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are some of the right questions to ask? Because if you're stuck on these things, for, from my perspective, I'm feeling that the things can actually be what ends up keeping you stuck to the job, to the person, to the lifestyle or whatever, because that's your environment, right? Is like the things. And then it's like everyone else is, uh, or the, all those other, like the job and the, the, the people, you know, relationships, whatever, are sort of like an orbit, 
right? Because you like the you like the house, you like the car that you have, you like the money that's coming in to fulfill the basic needs. What are the questions that you can see to get you unstuck? So I got a lot of them. So let's just give a few. One is the one I already mentioned, which is what else is possible here that I've never considered. Uh, another one is what's right about this or what's right about me that I'm not getting. And what that does is it takes you out of, you know, if you're in one of those times, like we all get into where you're feeling like a pile of crap, you know, feeling wrong for whatever, you go, what's right about me, I'm not getting. It opens a door to look from a different perspective, change the perspective, which allows you to change the reality going forward. Um, Another one is how does it get any better than this? You ask it when something good happens and it can actually get better because most people, they have something good happen and they're like, oh, cool, I'm done. You, you don't have to be done. Maybe you're on a roll. Maybe this is step one of a thousand of great things happening, you know? So if you ask, how does it get any better than this? Things can get greater. When something bad happens, you ask, how does it get any better than this? And it can improve the situation. And it, it really is reorienting our perspective from having the conclusion of what is or asking a question about what actually could be. And we want to ask open-ended questions because that's the point at which the world around us can actually show us something that, that we haven't defined yet, that we haven't been able to even know is possible yet. But if I've learned anything in the last 21 years, because 21 years ago, I was at a place where I was going to end my life and I had planned a date for it. And I had a session of access consciousness and literally an hour and 15 minutes later, I was walking out of there with a sense of gratitude for being alive. And I was like, wow, if it feels this way to be alive, I'm in. But what got me to that place was all all of the conclusions that I had because all of the things and all the people in my life were, were this sort of stuck thing where I was just so bored, but also in such a level of self judgment. And what I realized was, I didn't see the possibilities. And so when we ask a question, it actually allows us to begin to see possibilities rather than just problems. And that's a really refreshing place from which to live. You've got me all filled up today, man, because I'm almost thinking like I've got myself and some key employees that work for me that I want to have a session, you know, something like this. I do a lot of things already, but it's like I love gifting these things to, to people that are close to me that help build with me in order to you know remove all the junk and the traumas because then we can all level up together man how how does somebody Absolutely. access something like this you know like an access consciousness session uh you can go to my website which is drdanehere.com and here's the beauty of it rick from my point of view we have over 10,000 facilitators around the world And so you can go to accessconsciousness.com and look for finding a facilitator and see somebody, either somebody who's who's near you or, you know, at this point, we're able to do all so much of this via Zoom or some other online format. But what you want to look for is somebody who, when you look at them, you kind of get like, ah, you know, you kind of relax. Because the other thing that really is is a dynamic part of, of this journey of getting more aware is the awareness that we know. We not we can't necessarily define something, but we know, and something that's true for us will always make us lighter. 
something that's a lie, something that's not going to work is always going to make us heavier when we think about doing it. And yet we've been taught that we need to go into those heavy things and change them somehow and make them light. So if you're looking for a facilitator for a session, for example, go to accessconsciousness.com, look up list of facilitators and scroll through until you find somebody where you go, ah, that. And that peace and that relaxation is actually our indication of what's going to work for us. And it's 180 degrees from what most people think they need to head toward. They think they need to head toward the suffering and conquer it. I'm saying head toward the lightness, head toward the joy and enjoy it. Wow, man. How does something like this compare to like a traditional counselor or therapist? It, it's interesting because we actually have a lot of counselors and therapists who use access consciousness tools. And our point of view is, is that like, use these, add these to your practice. And one of the ways in which it differs dynamically, though, is it's about the client and it's about empowering the client to know that they know. And hmm. not about here, I have your answer. Let me talk down to you or let me talk at you. It's let me ask you questions so that you can get to what you're aware of. And then we also have a dynamic set of tools which allow people to go back to the point of wherever the limitation they're functioning from started or wherever they killed a possibility and can't seem to resurrect it and change it in a really quick amount of time by going back to that point of creation. That's incredible, man. Is this somewhat based in NLP? And what you're uh, no, it's totally not. different. So how does that, totally. yeah, what's the difference between those? Well, here's the thing is I used to do NLP before I did access and I loved it, thought it was phenomenal. It was yeah. sort of, I saw it as sort of one of the biggest advances in personal development that I had ever experienced at least. And, um, and I also loved that it was so mental. Like there were so many things where you're like, dude, you can change. Oh, oh, you, so you twist this and you turn this, you visualize this, you know, I used to love it. And what access is about is, is it's about the energy that, well, let's, let's just say the, if we look at the energetics of things, it's about being able to have a really fast way of changing it without even having to cognitize it necessarily. Mm, okay. And so it's based on the idea that each of us does know, each of us has awareness, and it's only when we cut off our knowing or our awareness that we create a difficulty. So this is about accessing your knowing, accessing the awareness that you know and have always known. And now, what is it that you know, but also from that, what else can you choose? And we have this thing called a clearing statement, which is probably beyond the scope of our conversation today. But for me, I consider it basically the biggest upgrade in personal development since there's been personal development, because you can literally get a sense of something being off and just go, everything that is, I now destroy it. I now let it go and then use this clearing statement thing and it starts moving. And you can, the other interesting part to me, uh, because I'd never experienced this before access was that you can actually sense when things are changing. Wow. And you kind of go, you go on this journey and you're like, Whoa, shit's happening. Okay. You know, <laughs> that awareness of that process too is incredible. That's probably what keeps you going too. I know we dove into the weeds a little bit there, but everyone listening NLP is neuro-linguistic programming and it's, it's some cool stuff, you know, but the, what I'm hearing from Dane today is almost like it's next level. And I like how you're explaining this to where it's diving into the things and almost like removing the, the veil 
to if this is what I'm hearing anyways from what you're saying is almost removing the veil so you can actually pay attention to what you already know and then to be yeah. able to make a choice. So it's like, it's like deep down and I dude, I believe this man that deep down we all know what we know and we all know what the right choice is for us. We all know the situations that we're in. We all know what changes have to be made. We just can't see through our own muck in order to actually access that. You know, and that's that's been one of the biggest barriers that I've encountered, you know, which I took care of, I feel a couple of years ago, might have been freaking overnight with access consciousness, you know, <laughs> for what it sounds like, because it took a lot of months, a lot of years to get to that point for me. But once you realize that it's well, I don't know if it's realize that's probably not the right word, is it? It's probably more like cognitively pay attention to now what you know, yeah. is that more accurate? Well, I would, here's the interesting part for me. Well, number one, can I just say one thing? Uh, yeah, please. And based on what you said, which is make no mistake about it with access consciousness. Also, you have to do the work, but the rewards of the work are unlike anything I've ever seen. And I have done a lot of other things. So I want to, I want to point that out because some people are looking for the, the magical fix, the quick fix. They it's are, pretty yeah, friggin' magical. Sure. Yep. But you still got to be willing to do it. You know, you got to you got to be willing to walk the walk. That's what we call and integration, so, right? Yeah. Yeah. That. So so the other part to speak to cognitive. Here's the interesting part is we have this idea that if we are awake, then we're conscious and that our cognition is actually our consciousness and also to a certain extent, our gift to the world. Well, what? I found is our cognitive mind is far less than we the being are. In other words, our mind is basically a big friggin' computer that's got every experience you've ever had and it's already been tagged as right or wrong, good or bad, which is one of the primary things that prevents us from something new because anything new it doesn't understand, it automatically goes, no, avoid that. That must be bad because I haven't processed it yet. And so what access does, it actually goes beyond your mind. And our, we, we have a saying in access, if you're thinking, you're stinking. And, you know, which is just a way of pattern interrupt, you know, to get people to look from a different place, which is the acknowledgement that, yes, you do the cognitive, like the cognitive awareness, cognitive choice, but recognize that, that the true choice you have goes beyond cognitive and often can't be defined. And so if we give people, though, a reference point and an awareness for making choice that's beyond cognitive, what it does is it starts to it starts to be heading in the direction of those choices that once again kind of settle into your world. And you're like, oh, that like it just feels right. It just feels light, you know, I would and almost that's, define that's, that as like getting out of your head and getting into your heart to sort yeah. of dumb it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, not even dumb it down. I mean, that's more like up leveling it, right? Getting out of your yeah, exactly, <laughs> getting out of your head and getting into your heart. That's where you truly that. know things, anyways, isn't it, man? Like at the center yeah. of your being. Absolutely, and that's really what this is about: is your being, and you know, being seems like such an esoteric concept. Yeah, but it's so simple. It's exactly what you just said, you know, and that's also why I created International Being You Day because I wanted people to be able to gather and experience what it's like to be them beyond judgment, be inspired by other people who are just friggin' awesome. And you, 
hear their stories or hear what they've gone through. And you're just like, yes, I can do it too, you know? Yeah. And so the International Being You Day is, is a free thing. It's my gift, access is gift to the world. And last year was its inaugural year, but it's really about exactly what you just said and actually living there. And that's, that's one of the other differences I see with access is that so many of the things I did, at least, because I'm a seeker, I'm a weirdo, I always knew something else was possible. You know, I did everything I could find before this. And it would be great while I was in the classroom or while I was in a session or while I was in a meditation or whatever it was that I was doing at the time. But it didn't have the tools to change things in the trenches of life. It never made an acknowledgement for here I am and I really want to kill this person. Help, you know, like it's like yeah. we got stuff that goes on, you know, and everything else I've ever seen. It's like try to pretend that that doesn't go on. And therefore, you know, the idea where if, you know, let's say you're a parent and you have kids and you're like, I want to throw them in the bin. You know, it's like, you know, there's no freedom if you can't acknowledge that you are capable of and part of this life experience on all levels, then it's a really tough thing to be able to go, hey, I'm going to change this. I'm going to do something different because you can't even acknowledge where you are because you think you're wrong because nobody else experiences it. Wow. Wow. That's hardcore, man. So the place that keeps you stuck really is just you. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, that again. That again. That old yes. thing. <laughs> There's um going back to that heart space. There's a there's a I don't know if you want to call it a meme or a quote or whatever that I've been seeing across social media the past couple of weeks that keeps popping up. And I, I love when this happens because if you see the same thing you multiple times, I feel like it's something. It may be just for our show today, it may be for me, you know, personally. But this phrase was the biggest battle that I ever fought was between what I knew and what I felt. How does that resonate with you, man? Well, for me, that that is sort of the the quintessential idea is that you know and you know things that your mind cannot fathom and yet we've been taught that how i feel about this and th it's a bit of a sticky slope unless you have time to explain it but we've been taught that that our feeling about it, our gut, well, not our gut feeling. We've been taught that our feeling about whatever that is, is more valid than our awareness. And so from my point of view, I've, I've looked at thoughts and feelings and emotions and realized that there's sort of a bit of a lower harmonic of what we could actually function from, which is perceiving, knowing, being, and receiving which is which really up levels the game if you're looking from the place of what is it I'm aware of here? What do I perceive? Yeah. What do I actually know about this? Not not what thinking has come into existence because you can know things you've never been taught. You can know things that you've never experienced before and you just do know. Yet thinking is always a calculation and a computation based on previous experience but also based on other people's points of view. And so what the idea is then as the being that you are, you know, one of the things we talk about in access is you're an infinite being. And that's, that can be like, whoa, you know, people go, yeah. what? All I'm saying is we got more going on than we think we do basically. <laughs> but if we'll allow ourselves to acknowledge there's something else that I've got awareness of, there's something else I'm capable of, 
we start to change the trajectory of how we look at things in each moment. And if we start to do that thing of choose what makes you lighter, stop choosing what makes you heavier. Mm. What happens is the more things you choose that make you light, and that's your knowing showing up, the more things you choose that make you light, the lighter your life gets over time. And, you know, it's not rocket science. I mean, if, if I would love it if people listening just took that away, yeah. you know, and yeah. like, let's say you're going down a, 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 a really horrendous uh, internet black hole of stuff, you know, as is so available nowadays. If you're getting really heavy and it's not lightening up at all, even though you were looking for some answer in a video or an article or something, stop. Go on to something else. Go watch videos of kittens. Go watch inspirational, you know, something that makes you lighter and happier. That's one of the dynamic choices we have that if we just if we just institute that, we start to have a different space to function. And then what happens is what shows up takes on a different quality. Because when you're in a crappy mood, everything looks crappy. You're looking through crappy eyes, you know. But when you're in an awesome mood, everything looks greater, lighter, and easier. And that's really when we're being us. Man, that's beautiful. It, uh, you just like bookended everything we talked about, dude. <laughs> that was phenomenal. <laughs> One last question for you, because I think this is awesome, dude, because I, I don't know if we can dive into this more. First, you have a book, Body Whispering, A New Way of Being, Seeing, and Healing. That's awesome. That's available on Amazon, right? I'm assuming pretty yes. much everywhere. Beautiful. Yep. As we, as we close this out today, Last year, you said it was your inaugural day, right? For the Being You Day. What do yes. you do to celebrate? Oh, number one, I emceed that day. And it also happens to be my birthday. And I thought nice. that is the greatest birthday present in the world. And then I went out for a very nice dinner with my girlfriend and uh, had some friends around. And we celebrated the beauty. It was like, it was... I don't know how to put words to this. It was as though in these whatever seven or eight hours that this day was, and we had people on from around the world. It was an online event because of you know current times. And we got together and it was like, it, having drinks with friends is one thing. This was like having drinks with fellow world changers that were a, where we just celebrated the gift of what was available for thousands of people around the world. And that's how I celebrated. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I'm going to party on that day, I think, coming up on May 22nd this coming yes. year. Yes. And I'll text you and say happy birthday because I'm assuming it's the same day, right? <laughs> this year yes, again. True story. Sweet. That's <laughs> awesome, Dana. <laughs> we're like, dude, I'm glad you were born. Be you today because I'm going to be me. Dude, thank you for coming on. I mean, you can we can find you at facebook.com slash Dr. Dane here and on Instagram at Dane here. That's D-A-I-N-H-E-E-R for those that are listening and watching. Man, thank you for such an incredible conversation today. It's been awesome, man. The ping pong back and forth here. Rick, it's truly been a pleasure. Thank you so much.